We don't do anything fun in the first year experience. It's all That's work. a huge lie. That is it's a lie. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you give solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Welcome back to Pullcast. I'm your host, Madison Fantosi. And I'm your co-host, Leah Bartholomew. And today we're joined by Kate Igo, Director of Academic Success Initiatives. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. And I tend to refer to myself as the Director of FYE. Perfect. Nice. That makes sense. Nice. So for our students who are listening today, too, I just want to throw in because you're such a great supporter of our social media. So if you're an FYE student or an alumni or, you know, you just want to show us some love, just go like us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and who knows, maybe you'll win a prize or there's going to be some giveaways. So awesome stuff. Yeah. So do you want to tell us a little bit about first year experience? What do students need to know? Hmm. I think the most important thing for students to know about um, their first year in college is that they're not in it alone. We have so many programs and departments and people who are here to help them. And that's what the first year experience is kind of all about. It highlights different parts of the college that really help an incoming student be a lot more successful. Um, so, for example, a first part of that is that a student, as they come through uh, the onboarding process, which is what a, a student does is they complete their application, their financial aid application, they do their online orientation, but then they go to something called pre-advising. And in pre-advising, they meet advisors and they learn about our different de- degree programs and they have a chance to learn about Pathways, which is a cool new initiative we have. We can talk more about that later. I'm a nerd. I like that kind of stuff. And um, they have a chance to register for classes for the first time. And then after that, they go to First Flight. And I know we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that because it's just the coolest thing ever. Um, but that's kind of, I, I just want new students to know that. There are a lot of specific things that are embedded into the first year experience from their first year seminar through to their freshman read to different um, student life activities. There's just all kinds of stuff. And it's, it's hard to find the perfect way of giving students that information. So we're always trying to explore, like, thank goodness for social media. Um, because you guys highlight events and highlight things that are coming up. Um, we use the calendar. Um, they get information to first-year seminar. But there's just a lot to be done, guys. So get out there and do stuff. Get connected. Yeah, get Become connected. a part of our community. Yeah. Do you yeah. F- do you find them or do they have to come find you if they're going into the first year experience or first year, the first year course? Well, if all things are working perfectly, I think it works both ways. Okay. Right? We find them. Um, my office, uh, yes, I'm the evil woman who sends you lots and lots of emails. It happens. <laughs> it's me. I do. I send, a lot me. Of, I send a lot of emails out to students. And when they meet me in person, they'll be like, oh, you're Kate Igo. I'm like, right, right. I mean, that's me. I'm the one. Um, so I go looking for them like that before they ever get on campus. We also have mentors, and mentors reach out to their mentees who are in the first-year program. Um, so they go hunting for their students. I don't want that to sound Elmer Fuddy that if anybody gets that reference. definitely sounded Elmer Fuddy. <laughs> Can you do the Elmer Fudd voice? Oh, gosh. No? I don't think so. No? Okay. All right. Anyway. So, uh, but then also, sometimes they need stuff. So they'll they'll come looking for us. They might 
come knock on our door. Um, unfortunately, students come looking for us when they have a problem, meaning they've waited so long to ask for help that now it's something's gone wrong. And we just wish, I wish all of them would come to my office in the first few weeks just to say hi and get connected and start getting resources instead of waiting until dun, 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 something goes wrong. It's inevitable. So t- can you tell us a little bit about the services that they can get at your office? Well, um, sure. I mean, we have, through the First Year Experience Program, we have academic success coaches. So if a student is having distress uh, in a class or just you know, such a hard transition from high school to college, sometimes students make the mistake of thinking it's year 13 of high school, and it's so not that. You know, in high school, you go to school all day long, and then you have little to no homework if you're doing it right. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. Um, In college, it's so upside down. You know, you go to class maybe three hours a week or six hours a week, or if you're a full-time student, 12 hours a week, and then you have mountains of homework and assignments you have to do on your own time. So you have to really have good time management skills. You have to know how to be autonomous. And you do actually have to read your books, even though you maybe didn't read a book the whole time you were in high school. I hear that all the time. Shocks me. Um, So academic success coaches can help students with time management skills, learning how to really digest a college-level textbook because... And honestly, just helping students get the professional reference of college. It's not school. It's professional training. Mm -hmm. Whether you're taking your English class or your math class or your humanities class, maybe you want to be an accountant. You're like, what What does English have to do with accounting? Well, you're going to have to write reports as an accountant. Uh, Maybe you want to be um, an art museum curator, and you're like, why do I need to know math? Well, if you're the curator, you're going to be managing the museum's budget. And so you need to know how to crunch some numbers together. So success coaches can help first-time and college students with all that. Uh, They can also get help, you know, even though we have designated offices like academic advising where success advisors are located, if a student is having trouble understanding the the pathway that they should be on um, through the eight pathways that we have at the college, or they you know, want to experiment with maybe exploring a different program map or a different transfer intent. Um, we can help talk with that, talk about that with them. They can also get a mentor through my office if they want to apply and get a mentor who has the same major that they do. So that's kind of a fun thing that they can do. Um, certainly they could come in and learn about a lot of the activities that are going on that they might be able to go and participate in, whether it's um, a community-based service project that's going to be happening, or um, just some fun on-campus thing that we have going on. So is that kind of answer? I think so. Cool. What are some of the fun events that you all put on? Maybe. So fun stuff. I think First Flight kind of sets the tone. Um, That is the event that we hold um, in, it used to be the week just before school started, but now it's so gigantic and there are so many students who come we can't fit everybody so we do it on the Lakeland campus twice uh, preceding school and we do it on the Winter Haven campus once because we actually have a much larger space on the Winter Haven campus and all in all typically about um, 1,200 to 1,300 students attend first flight so yay you guys that's awesome that's awesome Um, it's really just a fun celebration a party 
Um, when they arrive, they get their class T-shirt and a book bag, and we give them all kinds of different swag. Like they might get uh, first-year experience sunglasses or, you know, we used to give Frisbees, but I don't think students play with those anymore. <laughs> uh, but we gave we gave pop sockets and just stuff that we think that they'll like or that right. other students tell us is cool and popular. And uh, then they go into this, they start out in a nice cool ceremony where they get to meet Dr. Falconetti, our president, and she's just so warm and caring with our students. She really genuinely enjoys meeting them. And so that's kind of neat that they get to know right off uh, the person who's running the college really cares about them as individuals. Uh, And then they get to meet the student government presidents from the campus that they're on because we want them to know, you know, students lead here. Mm -hmm. You know, you basically run the show. You're the boss and we're just all here to help you accomplish the the goal that you set for yourself. They get to meet alumni who have graduated in in recent years who get to share their personal story and how they are now successfully doing whatever goal they set for themselves. So that's kind of fun. They get to hear a little bit about their first year seminar from and the department chair over that program from the campus that they're going to be on. They get introduced to the freshman read for the year, which um, this year is My Calling. Really cool book. And don't worry, guys, the chapters are teeny tiny. I don't have any trouble getting through it. Um, and they also, after the ceremony's over, and sometimes we have a little dance party at the ceremony, and sometimes we do a little interactive thing on social media just to make sure everybody knows what that stuff is but then we um, sort of everybody leaves and they go to a pathways breakout session so they get to go meet with other students who have the same major they have so that's super cool because it allows them like if so if i'm a business major i'd like to know who else is studying business or if I'm a STEM student, science, technology, engineering, or math, it'd be fun to meet other students who are doing that. And the music students get to go to the arts pathway. Um, they they love connecting with each other because they very quickly become a family. So they get to spend about 45 minutes together hearing from the main faculty who will be leading their classes. And they get to see the very specific program map that tells them the exact classes they need from start to finish, from their first term all the way through to graduation, so they know exactly what to take. So that's, to me, their eyes always light up. They get so excited because it's not a mystery anymore. How do I get out of here? The map is nice. The map is so, so clear. And then we really go to party because everyone leaves, and we go to this big, giant picnic that Dr. Falconetti throws for us. And uh, at each one of the events, two students, sometimes three, win a scholarship just for being present. So, yeah, and they, uh, I think everyone just has a really nice time. It's a great time of hanging out. All the teachers who teach the first-year seminar come and chat it up, and we just try to have a good time. Sounds like a good time, yeah. It's a good time. Awesome. I have a good time. So that's one of the really fun things that we do. I heard you mention the first-year seminar. Will you tell us a little more about that and what students can expect? Are you sure you want me to keep talking? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, the first-year seminar is um, designed like an extended orientation. Okay. So, like, you know, because the online orientation, it's super, super long. Anybody who's done it, I know, will agree with me. It's like, is this thing ever going to (laughs) end? And so... You know, like anybody, we can zone out when things are getting kind of boring. 
And so that happens in online orientation sometimes. So in the first year seminar, students get a chance to actually interact with each other and learn about critical key resources on campus from things like the free tutoring we have in the TLCC to the writing studio and the writing labs if they have you know needs there. Um, they also learn about special programs like LSAMP that's uh, a, a special grant program designed to help STEM students. They can get access to apprenticeships and scholarships that actually pay them to do things on campus while they're here at Polk. Um, they also learn some really um, basic things about career research and how to do internships while they're here at Polk. Students often think, oh, well, when I come to Polk, I'm just going to do my gen ed classes, and then I'll worry about my major when I get to the university. And it doesn't work like that. <laughs> now you you have prerequisites that you have to complete to get accepted into your university. So right. um, in the first year seminar, we make sure that students know what all their prereqs are and that they know how to transfer to their institution that, you know, that they're going to when they leave Polk and that they understand um, – how important those internships and community service opportunities are because sometimes they're applying for a, what we would call a limited access program and it's hard to get in. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to go to Gainesville and you want to become a Gator, um, you can't just, you know, think, oh, I'm going to finish up at Polk and I'm going to walk right into Gainesville. It doesn't work like that. You still have to be really competitive. So that's another thing the seminar does. It helps students to understand that. Uh, they also... Uh, work their way through the freshman read together in that course and have a lot of group discussions about it. Uh, a book we did in the past was The Other Westmore. There was a lot of talking about that. It was a really inspirational book. I encourage people to go and get that one and look it over. Um, we're always looking for people, students, who'd like to help us choose the next freshman read. So if you're, if you're out there and you want to do that, give a shout out to Ms. Kate. I'll hook you up. And <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's kind of the gist. It's it's learning different things about how to be successful and that real important career research. And probably one of the things that we hear most about from students in the first year seminar is a signature project called the AIR project. So AIR stands for attend, image, and reflect. So they have to attend a variety of academic, social, um, cultural events on campus in that first term and you know they get a nice rubric that tells them what they have to do they have to take a selfie or an image while they're there so we know they actually went and then they reflect on the experience they had and how it either helped them to be more successful student or help them get more engaged on campus or that they didn't like it because that you know that could happen everybody doesn't like everything and then uh, at the end of their semester they do a presentation, the dreaded presentation. Um, and I think that can be scary for students to do a presentation. But, you know, it's just really an important part of college. Yeah. To know how to stand up in front of people and chat and talk. and Sounds horrifying. Well, <laughs> so I think sometimes students feel like that. So we have to really help them work through that anxiety. It's a part of being successful. And I think overall, the most important part of that class is, is truly just engaging, um, finding a way to become a part of the college community. And that, that doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. Maybe I'm somebody who likes to go to student activities and I want to do a pie eating contest or I want to get, you know, in the 
bouncy house or do those kinds of things. Or maybe I'm the type of student who just wants to hang out in the library and go to tutoring. Or maybe I'm the kind of student who likes to spend time with my faculty members, you know, talking in depth about the content. So engagement isn't the same for everybody. It's just critical that everybody engage and find a way to make this campus their academic home. So that's that's kind of what it's about, building relationships and getting connected. What are their presentations about? The presentation is, it's sort of a summary. So it starts out, they tell us a little bit about their academic history. Um, so uh, I had one student who was from India. So she had pictures of herself in Very what cool. they consider their grammar program. Wow. And yeah, it was really cool. They all had cute little uniforms on. And there were cool. colored flags everywhere. And then they talk about uh, things that, the thing that most encouraged them prior to getting to Polk State and the thing that most discourage them academically before they get to Polk. And sadly, we, you know, we often hear discouraging stories about math. Like, oh, I had this math disaster mm-hmm. or I had some math shaming. I know for me, like when I was in fourth grade, Mr. Stalvey, I'm outing you, he, he, he shamed me at the blackboard. I loved math. And I was in um, Algebra 2. And he made everybody go up to the front board. And, like, he gave me some problem. And I made some kind of mistake. And he was like, oh, you're so stupid. I can't believe you did that, blah, 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 blah. And that just really turned me off of math. And I hear those kind of sad stories right. from students in their air presentations, like the bad thing. Right. Good things can be clubs they were in or cool. friends they had or cool teachers. And then they actually show us their pictures they took as they did their attend image reflection Neat. stuff. And then at the end, they also had to do a career interview. They had to go meet someone who's doing the job they think they'd like to do, cool. do a nice interview with them, take pictures if the person will allow, and then they present information about that career. And now that they're at the end of their first term, do they still think they're interested in that career? And then what advice do they have for other freshmen? And then we use those air projects um, to uh, show other students when they come through the door cool. in the future terms. Neat. Really cool. Really cool. What do you hear from students um, that they really enjoy the most about FYE? Hmm. What do they most enjoy about FYE? The free food. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's free food? <laughs> no, I'm definitely going. Food is always free. <laughs> um, we get a lot of uh, feedback from first flight. Students always tell us that they didn't. Ex- they weren't expecting to have so much fun. They thought it was going to be really serious, and so they really enjoy that. Um, some students really connect with the freshman read. You know, they they're surprised by it again because they haven't read a book in a billion years or ever, and so they didn't know they were going to like it. And then obviously, um, students love having a mentor. It's so cool to have a peer mentor, somebody who has walked a mile in your shoes. They're still here. They're still going through the process, so they're a peer. They're like you. It's just that they've already found some of those key people or those, you know, secret ingredients that make things a little bit easier. And so, you know, they don't – when students have challenges, they don't enjoy coming to ask old people like me. (laughs) They they want to ask somebody, you know, who's – like they can identify with a little bit more closely. So – um, students really like having peer mentors. I, think. I bet you the peer mentors don't send a million emails out. <laughs> no, I think they send a lot of text messages. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I would if I could. <laughs> yeah, and I, I give my phone number out um, to all my students. 
And, you know, I do get texts, but I try to caution them. Please don't text Miss Kate after midnight unless you <laughs> really have to. For Madison, it's yeah. after eight. Yeah. Oh. I'm a grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so has there been a pie eating contest? Because I'm interested. I know that several years ago we had one. It was the same year that we had the zoo when the, yeah. they brought the lion out. Yeah, it was and a they disaster. Brought... Pie contest was a disaster for sure. <laughs> it was messy. Mm-hmm. It was very messy. Um, but, they, you know, they do all kinds of crazy stuff. They have pumpkin carving. They get those, um, I for, it's the glow nights where we have like the, uh. the foam and suds party. Mm-hmm. And like, no, I'm sorry. The suds is just root beer. But, <laughs> but the foam is real. It's like a true foam pit. And the foam is cool. everywhere. Wow. Who cleans that up? Um, I think it just sort of dissolves into the grass. <laughs> okay. Hopefully that's good for the environment. Yeah. That's kind of cool. They, they do all kinds of weird things through Salo. Dunk tank. Oh, yeah. The dunk tank. And students love it because every year they give away tickets to um, Universal Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yeah. And the one that they have out at Bush Gardens. Um, they're not doing spectacular tickets at Disney. I think they think that's too tame. But students get to compete in scavenger hunts to find clues, to get a ticket. Cool. Um, they also post fun, like, little trivia questions on their social media pages. Yeah. And, like, the first five students who find the message get to show up in the office and get a T-shirt. Cool. Um, I think one of the um, cool, fun things we're doing this year um, and you guys are probably already doing it if you're a student and you're listening to this, although I can't believe you're still in there listening, um, is the <laughs> mission book. So the mission book is uh, 15 different opportunities for students to go on campus and learn about something cool, whether it's student activities or the TRIO program that helps students you know, transfer to university or the arts program because you could, oh my gosh, we have theater and we have choir and we have a special performance series. We have so many incredible, amazing bands and performance series things that come to campus and it's always free for students. Uh, But they can go to any one of those 15 things, take their mission book with them and get a stamp slash sticker in the book on that item. And then if they'll just get eight of them done, they can bring it to the first year experience office and get swag. Um, like right now, I have baseball caps, I have umbrellas, I've got um, all kinds of tote bags, like tote bags galore. I've got um, these cube things that have cool post-it notes and stuff inside them to mark your books. Um, I've even got tire pressure gauges what? for those people who are car monkeys. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, so we've got stuff, and we want to give it to you. Well, you just got to get is, your mission book done. Kate is also willing to do a free giveaway to the first student that comes to her office to say that they listen to Polkast. Oh, oh yeah. I will. I so will do that. First student. Number one. I'd like to meet one. that student. Yeah. And I will, I will expand that. First student on each campus. Ooh. Okay, there you go. So Winter Haven and Lakeland. We'll even throw uh, in a Polkast mug. Oh, yeah, we will. My office in Winter Haven is in WFA, the Fine Arts Building, 147. So in the it's in the, the suite is in the lobby to the theater building or to the theater entrance. And in Lakeland, I'm in the LLC, the Lakeland Learning Center, which is the same building where the library is located. But I'm on the second floor in 2209. That's the number of our suite. You just come right in, and you'll see my door there. It says Mentor Central, and there's pictures everywhere. Please pop by. Actually, um, study abroad's in my office there in Global Initiatives. You might 
learn about how to take a trip somewhere. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. 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 Well, tell us um, a little bit about yourself and your calling, Kate. Um, why are you Why are you so passionate about FYE? I'm not passionate about FYE. No, just kidding. That is also a lie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So, like our students, um, when I first went to school, uh, I thought I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And initially, I wanted to be um, a movie producer. And so I started out in the arts department. And they made me take a drawing class and a painting class and a couple of acting classes. And I discovered very quickly, this was not what I wanted to do. Oh, wow. I just didn't have the right knack for it. So then I switched, of all places, to computer programming. And this was in the Stone Ages. Drastic. That was a drastic leap. (laughs) You know. When When your computer... Um, took up like you know the size of a dining room table that was one computer and to program the computer you didn't type it a keyboard we had these paper cards like the size of an envelope and it would run through this machine that would put holes in it with your programming code and to do a simple thing like to make a flower appear on the screen it might take 200 cards and so um, I spent a lot of time in the computer lab and I could do all the tasks that my professors asked me to do with programming, but they would always say that I did it wrong because I wasn't doing it the way they wanted me to do it in terms of the programming language. So they just encouraged me to find something else to do. <laughs> so uh, ultimately, I ended up um, deciding that, you know, I just need to hang with people. And so I became a clinical social worker. And for me, that meant not, not like DCF and adoptions and things like that, but I actually became a psychotherapist. So I have worked um, in psychotherapy at Disney and the Disney properties. I've worked for um, municipalities, so for city government. Okay. Um, even worked here for Winter Haven and City of Lakeland and Auburndale, like lots of cities. Um, I've worked for hospitals. I actually worked at the state hospital in Chattahoochee for a while. That was really wild. Had some of the most interesting clients ever. Had this one guy who huffed gasoline um, when he was 16 years old and did a lot of brain damage. And so uh, now, I'm sure to this day, he sees um, dinosaurs everywhere all the time. And to make the step from his lockdown unit to the quarterway house, which would allow him to walk around, he had to um, be able to leave the residence and go to the cafeteria for lunch. So as an intern, I was assigned to help him find a way to do that. And so, you know, sometimes you have to enter the patient's psychosis to help them. And so I just went and got a whole bunch of books on dinosaurs. And we sat down and we identified the ones that are scary and eat meat and eat people and the ones that are safe and eat plants. And so he, if he looked outside and he only saw plant eaters, he could run to the cafeteria. Wow. And if he saw meat eaters, he would wait a little while. Right. <laughs> so oh. it just worked like a charm. So anyway, <laughs> so um, I did that for a long, long time. But after- now, were the dinosaurs also around when you were doing the computer stuff? <laughs> yeah, probably. There's okay. probably a little Stonehenge man inside that. Yeah. Um, chipping things out on a tablet. Um, when I um, got out into private practice and was working for some organizations, what started happening over and over and over again was that I kept getting all these middle-aged, depressed, 
anxiety-ridden people who hated their lives and hated their jobs. And no matter how much therapy we did, we could only progress to a certain point. And um, it was just frustrating me to death. And so, you know, sometimes I could convince them to change their career and move forward. But, you know, when you're in your late 40s, 50s, and you have a mortgage, and you've got kids, and you've got stuff going on, it's hard to make those kind of changes. And so I just decided I wanted to move into a more preventative environment. And so at that time, Charlie Lyle was the Dean of Student Services at Polk State College, and he decided to bring a counseling program to the college. And so I got connected to him through friends and did a little interview. And um, so voila, came to Polk State. It's been, I've been here 13 years now. Oh my gosh, such a long time. Wow. So when I first came, I was a student mental health counselor. But, uh, and I, my goal was to help students find their true passion, find their true calling now as young adults. And, you know, it's so sad how many students we get that when you ask them what they want to do, they'll say, well, my mom wants me to be a nurse. My dad said I need to be a pharmacist. My, my grandma said I need to go into business. And so they don't really know what they want to do. They're just doing what their family thinks will help them be financially secure. And so we have to really work hard to help students understand that if you're good at something and you have passion for something, you can absolutely pay for your Cheerios. You don't have to be a nurse if you don't want to be a nurse. You don't, and so it's, that, is a, that is a challenge. So to me, that's a huge part of um, my calling is helping students find what's right for them. And so I was fortunate after I came to the college that it's a, it's a growing environment, a learning environment. And within a few years, we were able to create the first year experience program. And so that's what I do now. Yeah, that's Yay. exciting. It's very exciting. It's cool. Well, what is some of your top advice for students while they're looking for their calling or navigating the college you know, environment here? Such a great question. I think the first thing that I tell students, if they're totally lost and they have no clue, they're just blank, I don't know what I want to do, we start by asking the question, okay, so if the entire government system changed tomorrow and no one had to work and the government was going to provide for your health care and your housing and your food, but you had to do something every day and you could do anything you wanted, but you had to do something, what would you do? And people will say all kinds of things. Well, I go to the beach all day. Well, I go shopping. Well, I just write or I draw. So you start to get an idea of the types of interests they have. So for a student who says they go to the beach all day, there are so many careers that are about the beach. You know, marine biology and you know, preservation, it just goes on and on and on. For students who like shopping, there's design, there's merchandising, there's supply chain management. I mean, the list just goes on and on. But they've never thought of those fun things they like to do in terms of employment and things they could do for a career versus, you know, a job, which is you, you got to go do a job, you know, versus a career, which is you love it. You can't wait to get there in the morning and you don't, you know, you don't think of it as work. Right. So that's one big tip. I'd say start with that question if you're completely blank. If you have kind of a direction, um, absolutely use the resources on campus. We have Career Services Department, um, who are currently Jeanette Grulon in Winter Haven and Rosebud Leslie in Lakeland. Um, and those folks can help you 
learn about career research and how do you find things and through our library databases. And honestly, there's a lot of cool stuff just in Google. We also have a really neat resource online on Polk to ADU called uh, Career Central. Um, and, or so I'm sorry, Career Coach. We also have another one called College Central, which is a little bit different. But Career Coach is designed to follow the eight pathways that we have here at the college. Mm -hmm. And so if a student knows they're kind of interested in health sciences and they'd sort of like to work with people, they can go into Career Coach, tap on health sciences, and see a ton of different jobs that are in that career field. And it'll even show them the availability of those jobs specifically for our market. Right here in Polk County or the Tampa Bay region, they can reset that map. It'll tell them how much money they can make, what kind of school they would need. Um, so th those are just a few tips. But certainly, you know, talk to people, come see me, do online. The main thing is just don't sit still and think it's going to come to you. Right. you got to poke around. And I think a lot of times people aren't interested in a career because they've only seen or heard about jobs they didn't like. There are millions of jobs you've never even heard of, maybe in robotics or in drone technology or the, the fields in technology are continuously evolving. And so um, just, you know, be active, be proactive, dig, dig deep, look, search, search, seek. You'll figure it out. That's pretty funny. You brought up the parents and how a lot of times, you know, students are, you know, you hear from your parents, oh, you should be a doctor, you should be a lawyer, you should be a policeman. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was growing up, my aunt worked for the WWF, which is now the WWE, right? Whoa. Uh, something along those lines, wrestling, right? And she was a graphic design artist. And then she worked for Harley Davidson. So she always had like these kind of neat jobs where she was a graphic design artist. She got to work on products and this and that and the other thing. So my parents were always like, Leah, you should do graphic design. Look how well Tammy's doing or, you know, your aunt's doing. You should, you should do graphic design. And I was like, no. I want to be a painter. I want to make films and documentary movies. So I went to school for documentary film and I got out of college and my first job was graphic design. And I was so uh -oh, mad. This is turning into an intervention. <laughs> I was so mad that my parents were right. <laughs> Not that I'm making boatloads of money, but it was just sort of, you know, something that I'm natural at. I'm good at it. And they knew that. And you so, still make documentaries and you I still do. paint. I do. I still do all of those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just my when I was a kid, when I was a student, I was I was like, oh, I'm not going to sit in an office all day, sit at a computer and stare at a computer. I want to do real art, but this is real art. It is it's a, it's interesting how you just sort of grow and how things evolve. That, over how time. things evolve. So, but yeah, and you're right. I do still paint and I do still make documentaries. Yeah, so you can so still do your fun example, stuff. Yeah, of how you can find a way to combine your interest with a career right. and you know maybe you love basketball but you're not someone who's going to ever make it to the NBA so you could become uh, a coach and coach people in athletics or you could become go into sports management and work on the health side of working mm -hmm. with those athletes and still play basketball on the weekend right so there's definitely options and i didn't want to kind of diss on the parents the parents are so oh, no, no, they, no. they absolutely you know, just want their students, their adult students to be successful. That's just, that's their only goal. They want their 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 adult children to be able to provide for themselves, which right. makes perfect sense. This year, uh, we actually started parent orientation at first flight okay. um, to give parents more of uh, an invitation to be part of the, the academic experience and to become part of the Polk family. So we worked hard to introduce them to 
the vocabulary that their adult students may be using on campus and to help them know about the resources that are on campus. Yeah. Because that way, because we've learned with Generation Z, the first persons they go to with a question or a problem are their parents. You know, when I was growing up, like the last person you went to was your parents. Right. You just never go to your folks. And so now it's incredible Generation how, Z? how things have changed. It's our current incoming class. Oh. But yeah, the students right now who are just kind of fresh out of high school, they're Zers, and they go to their folks first. And so we wanted to make sure that we at least introduce the parents to the resources we have, like the tutoring center and the writing studio and the math lab. Those things so that when their student says, oh, yeah, English is killing me, the parent can say, well, now, I remember from orientation, they have that tutoring center. Have you been up there? Um, Or they might encourage them to go see their teacher because students are often reluctant to do that. But if mom suggests it, there you go. Actually, we had a mentor training this summer, and um, one of the questions we asked them in an icebreaker is, who is your most inspirational person in your life? And, and why? And easily 90% of them said their mom. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? It's so sweet. So moms, definitely encourage your students to use the resources on campus. They'll do it if you tell them to. Yeah, you got to tell them. You tell them. <laughs> well, it sounds like FYE is the stop for students where they're going to learn about all of the different services, kind of like what they're learning in season two of Pultcast. But so... Again, will you tell them where they can find you if they want to stop in to learn more? Sure, absolutely. Well, you can email me at cigo at polk.edu. So, yes, I go to school. I go to work like that. I go. Um, definitely, and you can find me on the People page. The People page is a great resource, guys, so definitely use that. Um, my office in Winter Haven is located in WFA, the Fine Arts Building 147, which is in the, our suite is located just outside the entrance to the theater behind the ticket box. And in Lakeland, my office is in the LLC, Lakeland Learning Center 2209, which is the same building as the library, but I'm on the second floor. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us today. And if there's no other questions or if you don't want to add anything, I guess... Podcast out. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you groove solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Just another kind of free form rock and roll. Make you groove solo, maybe want to tap a toe. Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah!